Welcome to ThinkCast, the Gartner Podcast Channel. Here, we talk with the world's leading analysts and thought leaders about the hottest and most important IT and business topics. We discuss the latest insights, best practices, and informed predictions that will get you thinking about how best to solve your immediate challenges and build a better long-term strategy. So enjoy this ThinkCast conversation. If you have even just a little knowledge of Gartner, chances are that you've heard us talk about Symposium IT Expo. And the first question that we should really answer for you is not, what is it, but really, why should you go, right? Hi, I'm Scott Smith, and welcome to this installment of ThinkCast. The direct answer to that question is, because it will make you a better leader to move your organization into the digital business era. You see, the theme this year is Lead 360, Driving Digital to the Core. Symposium IT Expo features events across the globe, including the flagship gathering in Orlando, Florida in October. And you can get the full schedule and even more details on the events page of Gartner.com. But right now, I'm very pleased to be joined by the head of the Symposium Research Agenda, Chris Howard, to break down what this year's theme is all about, and more importantly, what it means for you. Chris, it's so good to talk to you again. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. A third year in a row. Third time's the charm. Yeah, third time's the charm indeed. And this time around, we're talking about Lead 360, driving digital to the core. So let's go with the obvious question. What does that mean? Oh, sure. So Lead 360, drive digital to the core. Let's take it apart. So Lead 360 is a significant way of thinking about the experience. But it's also kind of a call to action to senior leaders in that they need to be looking everywhere at all times for possible solutions, for partnerships, for good ideas, you know, for threats, for opportunities, and so on, as opposed to the rather linear way and sort of domain-specific expected way that they have been traditionally. We just live in a world that's moving so fast, they need to have their eyes open and without blind spots. And so we'll be talking through different techniques and technologies and culture and every dimension of that. The drive digital to the core is what makes that possible. So driving digital to the core means creating those foundations and platforms and approaches that will enable you to actually accomplish more progressive business goals. So the digital message continues, but it's really being industrialized. So how can you take the ideas that we've been building on the last couple of years and really drive them into enterprise class, industrialized use for enterprises of all types? So let's uh, you mentioned where the CIO has opportunity to really step up and lead here, but I'm curious as to what that opportunity really is. And I guess let me take it from the most cynical of those out there who might be thinking, I've kind of heard this before in different forms, haven't I? Uh, we've talked about closing the IT, bridging the IT business chasm. We, we've had other initiatives where business, um, excuse me, IT was going to step up and lead. And CIOs have made some inroads, but at the same time, not always getting that seat at the strategy table. What is the opportunity with Lead 360 that really presents a new opening? The new opening, it's interesting. It's a bit of a paradox because it's as much about giving stuff up as it is about doing things in a different way. So a lot of the things that hold people back from accomplishing those types of goals is that they have trouble getting rid of the stuff they have. And that might be systems. It might be their habits. In some cases, it might be skills that are older skills and apply to a different generation of technology and so on. So all of these things accumulate as debt, and it gets really hard to get out from underneath that. 
So part of the exploration of 360 is determining what can I give up, where do I need to reinvest, and reinvest in partnerships and relationships and influence. And it is a continuing story. I think what's different you know, every year that we do this is that it gets faster and faster and faster, and there's more data everywhere we're collecting which means that it's not enough for one person to have sort of a specific and really well-bounded scope of control. It's really about how do I network with the right people at the right time to make the decision that's necessary in that moment with all of the opportunities that I have available to me. So it's really the exploration of that goal. One of the other things that we're looking at is the evolution of the CIO role itself. And, you know, for a long time, and this will sound awful, but I don't mean it in a terrible way, that the CIO role was a terminal role and that for a lot of people, it was the role they aspired to and they do it and maybe they do it in multiple companies and then, then, then they retire. That was the end goal. What we're seeing now is a number of CIOs moving into more of kind of a transformative business role, sometimes keeping the title and sometimes not and moving past the operational greatness of their history and really into a space where that's a given and how they can work more at the table as a true ally, really, with their business peers in moving the business forward. So we're seeing an evolution of the role. Things are moving very quickly, and you need to share the responsibility as we move there. So let me build off that point because, again, that this does give us more of the opportunity to lead, and as you say, you need to uh, sacrifice a bit to get a bit. Cruel to be kind, I guess, going back to an old Neil, uh, Nick Lowe reference. But um, how can they take that greater leadership role? I mean, some might be thinking, hey, that's great, but in building these partnerships, I also want to be careful not to step on toes. I'm kind of the, I don't want to call it junior guy, but I'm not the guy who holds the power of, let's say, sales or somebody. So I got to go carefully here. So how can we start to expand that role, take advantage of the new CIO's new um, opportunities without making it a truly terminal position for us. <laughs> well, you know, there's truth in what you say in terms of the history of the IT shop in general being more a service to the business and being effective at it in terms of taking orders and fulfilling on them and so on and, and the expectation of that being what they do well and that's what they're supposed to do. But when it comes to exploring different ideas or innovations, uh, they weren't often the first place of, of choice where you would go explore those things. And, and especially in a world which is becoming more dominated by external services, especially cloud services and APIs and apps and data from everywhere, these kinds of things, it's much easier to assemble a solution in a way that doesn't involve your IT department. And that's just the truth. I mean, it's just the way that things are evolving. And progressive CIOs embrace that and say, okay, well, my role shifts then as a result into more of a consultative role in terms of, of helping understand risk and fit and architecture and relationships and, you know, the things that, uh, you know, IT has, it really has profession at doing. You know, it changes the nature of the role and certainly, you know, the scope of control becomes more indirect in some ways and more influential in some ways. And so that's the challenge and the opportunity for a traditional CIO is to shift themselves in that way. But, you know, I was thinking about it as I was watching the Stanley Cup playoffs the other day. You know, and watching Sidney Crosby, who's a great player, not afraid to hand the puck to somebody else. You know, they're looking for opportunities and whoever's best positioned to actually take the goal. 
And there's not a competitive spirit amongst the team that way. They're all trying to accomplish the same goal. And the truth is that multiple people on the team can accomplish it if they're in the right position to do so. And that changes. So, you know, that's the environment that CIOs are walking into is this highly fluid, very fast paced environment where multiple people have skin in that game. With multiple people, multiple opportunities, multiple things to learn, obviously there's a lot to take in. And the place to really start to do it, I would say, is Symposium IT Expo. So let's go back there and talk more of what people might find. How will this LEAD 360 uh, drive digital to the core, this theme, be brought to life, as it were, at Symposium? Sure. So let me talk a little bit about that structure. So there are three essential pillars within the content. One is around technology and information. Another is around leadership. And another is around business results. So the tech and information tracks focus on this aspect of transforming the digital core, which would include things like legacy modernization, but also you know, deep exploration of what's really possible today. What are the things that you can do today that are different from what you've done in the past to create that core, that foundation? And then there's an architecture track, which looks just a little bit further out and examines patterns that, you know, you should be learning, your staff should be learning, so you understand kind of what's coming soon. The leadership tracks focus on me as a CIO. What are the skills that I essentially need to have? The second track is around more around organization and culture, where a lot of these ideas around LEAD360 actually sit in terms of influence and culture and change management and those types of issues. In the business performance tracks, we have one which is really around driving business performance. And that last year was focused especially on customer engagement for a good reason, because we were being asked to do that by our audience. This year, we broadened it out a little bit, so that piece is still there, but we're focused a little bit more on business cost optimization, for example, and how IT can contribute in very material ways to the business success, financial success of an organization, or in terms of public sector, would be something more like process success and citizen engagement. And then we have a future track that looks way out, where we put our Maverick stuff and our signature series content goes there. And it's really only the most progressive of our clients are touching that stuff. But it's something we feel important enough to point people towards so they can start to think about it and put it in their plans. So the message of Lead 360 and Drive Digital to the Core comes to life along different planning horizons there, some right now, some further in the future for different aspects of domains, so technology or information or leadership or, you know, business results. And so you end up with a little bit of multiple journeys for different people, which is a really key thing. One other thing that we're doing this year that's different is we're paying close attention to the stage where CIOs are in their journey. So we're thinking about it in in four categories. So you have aspiring CIOs, so people that aren't in the role yet that maybe want to become a CIO. So content for them to understand kind of what do I need to learn now to prepare for that. We have new CIO journey, which is somebody that's new in the role and needs to figure out you know, how to communicate effectively about uh, the, the value of IT and where they really have influence and how they should be spending their time. Then we have more operational CIOs, which is what I would call maybe the traditional CIO the high-performing CIO, where they really, you know, have chops and they've got a great shop and it runs really effectively and, you know, none of that's in question. So what we'll teach them is is emerging patterns of new ways of doing, say, enterprise class, you know, web-scale computing uh, and other things like that that maybe they haven't done yet, but they should to continue that path. 
Then we have a transformational CIO journey, which is more that business-oriented CIO that maybe has delegated the operational stuff to somebody else. And they're really taking on more of a role of applied technology and information to the outcomes of the business and in some cases may change their title along with that. So trying to pay attention to different stages of career and charting journeys actually through tagged content. So if if you identify with one of those, it'll be easy to find kind of, oh, here are the sessions I should go see because they've been tagged in the agenda and other dimensions as well. So thinking about who the audience really is and trying to meet them where they are. You know, it really goes back to the title, the Lead 360 Driving Digital to the Core, and shows the dichotomy CIOs need to do today. I think it was only a few years ago you mentioned it being a terminal position. I think that was because you were very good at project management or building something. Hey, that's your skill. Thank you. Keep the projects running. Keep the apps coming. We're fine. Now, you can be good on that side, but you have to be a good leader on the other side to truly be beneficial to IT and your company. Right. And part of that is, and this has been a mantra of mine for half a dozen years at least now, is you know, the IT will broker more than they build in this future. And that you know, we no longer have the pressure of, of having to deliver everything. And so you choose very carefully where you choose to build that stuff. And usually it's because it doesn't exist on the market or it's so different from anything else that you, know, you really need to, to have that close. But as more opportunities are externalized... You know, the more important it becomes to be an open broker of those things and build what you need, pull in what you don't, and then it becomes more of an integration issue and an interoperation issue. So the CIO's role in that is a paradigm shift as well in terms of, of really moving towards almost like an IT supply chain, so a digital supply chain of functions and services and APIs and algorithms and data. And then their role becomes assembling from that marketplace the right solution at the right time for what the business needs to do. You talked about one of the new uh, efforts this year is focusing on that CIO journey. Uh, I might also say that Gartner tends to treat Symposium IT Expo as a journey of sorts, always looking to find the next step to go. So some who might be thinking, yeah, I went a few years ago, it was good, but I'll just wait for the research to come out. It's a lot more than going and sitting in a room and listening to the analysts, no matter how great those presentations might be. It's not just the presentations anymore. Can you tell us about some of the new features on the 2016 docket? Sure, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously the the content is the sharp end of the stick in a way, right? It is the place where we try to provoke and inform, um, but that's useless if you don't have space to synthesize. Um, So we we try to build space into the conference to allow people to connect with one another and really work through these issues together. Um, And that's with peers, but also it can be with teams and extended teams, which we see a lot of as well. People bringing, you know, 10, 20, 30 people from the same organization, and then they get together at the end of the day and synthesize that. So we're trying to create, you know, lots of opportunities for that to happen. And whether that's analyst facilitated or executive partner facilitated or just, you know, here's a room, go, <laughs> go, go talk. Or, you know, throw ideas up on the magic wall in the, you know, one of the lounges and, and people congregate around those ideas. You know, we're trying to do more and more of that stuff to make it easier to find people that are interested in the same things you are. So that, that's a big piece of it. Of course, the other stuff is bringing in really great external speakers. And, you know, right at this moment as we sit here is, you know, continues to be in motion. The ones I can tell you about, so we have Sachin Adela from Microsoft, the CEO of Microsoft coming. Robert Gates, former Secretary of Defense, will be here in the U.S. And a handful of others sprinkled through the CIO journey, people like Dan Ariely, who's an old friend of mine, teaches at Duke around behavioral economics. He's a fascinating guy, and you know, 45 minutes would be the fastest 45 minutes you've ever experienced with Dan in the room. 
and others. Pat Riley, the coach Pat Riley will be with us and a handful of others too. So we're kind of rolling out that. Sacha, for example, what I've really asked him to do is to focus on his leadership style and what it's meant for him to be the leader of Microsoft at a time when it's actually been transforming as a company, shifting from what it had been in its history into a new space, which tends to be more open. So less about Microsoft per se and more about him as a leader, as an inspiration to the people that are in the room. And we try for that. That's gold if we can get that and people walk away with a couple of nuggets about, yeah, you know what, I could do that. So last year, for example, we had Jeff Immelt from GE, and he said, the, the money line that Jeff gave us at the end, Mark Ruschino asked him, so if you had one piece of advice to this audience of CIOs, what would it be? And Jeff thought about it, you know, really thought about it. And he said, stop being so passive that you have more power than you think you do and you're pushing on an open door, basically. And I heard that repeated again and again and again from the client. So the external speakers are great at kind of giving you that opportunity to think forward. I hear you throw out the name Sachi Nadella. I hear you say Pat Riley, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking there might be this guy in Los Angeles named Steve Ballmer says, hey, wait a minute, I can bring together the world of Microsoft and the NBA so now. So he is the synthesis. <laughs> <laughs> I am the synthesis. <laughs> so, so let's give CIOs the opportunity to not be passive, and in this case, their action should be attending Symposium IT Expo. Who should be attending? Why do you recommend that CIOs, and not just CIOs, but why should they also be thinking about maybe bringing team members or going to their bosses and saying, join me here? What is it that focuses on beyond just the CIO agenda? Yeah, so so the percentage of CIOs in the audience continues to grow pretty aggressively uh, around the world. But the common pattern is for CIOs to bring their directs. And sort of coming at the story together and dividing and conquering in a way. And what I've seen with, you know, the colleagues that I have to do that is that often these are people that are part of succession planning, for example, that, you know, are the next possible CIO or have really significant responsibilities. Of course, we have, you know, enormous clients, too, where, you know, might have 29 CIOs. And they all come or some set of them come. But it really is, you know, there's a lot of content and it relates directly to the key initiatives that our clients have. So coming together as a group allows everybody to hear the messages at the same time in the same place and gives them a chance to kind of, you know, hash through that and determine, okay, well, what are we going to do? Where do we need to dig further and so on? So having the group together makes a lot of sense. The other thing that we encourage is the Bring Your Boss program. And we've been doing that at the CIO forums that we've been holding this year. It was just in Toronto a couple of weeks ago, and we had a you know, pretty significant number of CIOs that brought their bosses, and we had a special program for them. And that gives them a chance for a, you know the highest level conversation towards business value and, and transformation, and really making that those real words instead of just words. You know, bringing people in to facilitate that conversation and present to them and, and push them a bit. So, you know, bottom line is that it's a complicated story and it's a big show. So you get a lot of content and there are themes that run through it. And it's good to have a handful of people that can come together and divide and conquer that content. Well, that's a great point to to build off of because you listed some great speakers and you might even hear people thinking, okay, how am I going to get to all of those? And then it's not like you have a track on lead three, uh, excuse me, a session on lead 360 and a session on driving digital to the core. There are dozens and dozens of great presentations that will affect a lot of people. 
What are some of the uh, best practices that you found? We've mentioned this is your third year in the chair here, but your uh, association with symposium goes back farther than that. What are some best practices for attendees to make sure they indeed get the most they can out of it? Because it can be very overwhelming. It can be. And, and oh man, don't wait till you get there to figure out what you're going to go see. <laughs> the irony, of course, is that it's on Disney property. And, you know, if you go to Disney these days, you have to plan it ahead of time, right? So you don't waste your time. It's the same kind of thing w- with this, is that there are so many different paths through the content. That as soon as that agenda gets published, which is you know, the middle of July, when it's you know really out there and, and fleshed out and firm, that you work through that and determine, okay, well, here's what I'm going to see. And you build your agenda from that. And there's a mobile app that you can use to do that and basically populates your calendar. And for the stuff that you miss, we have video on demand. So if you've been to the show, you can watch the stuff after the fact. So if there's multiple competing things that you want to see, there's a way to kind of work through that as well. So it's planning ahead, you know, and, and really thinking about how it relates. We've tried to make it as easy as possible by relating it to key initiatives. So the tracks have a set, you know, small set of key initiatives for each, which are really sort of uh, not just what the track is trying to accomplish, but cast into the into your voice. So it's like, I'm trying to solve this problem. You know, I've got legacy modernization I'm working on. You'd be able to kind of spot the sessions that do that because they're all tagged that way. So Internet of Things might be a good example, which is a topic that crosses multiple tracks. If you're coming with an interest in that, we'll have made it easy for you to say, okay, I just need all the IoT sessions. And then, you know, your calendar populates and, and you're there. So trying to, you know, make it as applicable as possible and easy to do. And it's important to note that they, while they have the opportunity to build their own agenda, as it were, Gartner is right there to help and to offer advice along the way, correct? Absolutely, yeah. So use your account executive, your executive partner if you have one. There are lots of support resources to help you with that. But, I mean, the key thing is what am I working on? What do I need to know? And then what am I curious about? And sort of build an agenda that builds those things together. You know, there's one aspect I realized I hadn't asked you about, Chris, and we talked about, of course, the external speakers. We've talked about the great content they'll hear from the Gartner analysts and some facilitated sessions as well. But there's also the peer-to-peer aspect of Symposium. Can you talk a bit about that for us? Yeah, So, and this happens uh, in semi-structured ways as well as uh, completely ad hoc ways and so on. and some of that begins before the conference on LinkedIn and other channels, you know, even our own Peer Connect network on Gartner, where people start those conversations, they find each other at the conference. So there are some cases where, you know, for example, at a, at a meal, we'll have tables set up around topics. So I mentioned the Internet of Things as a, as a hot topic. So we might have an IoT table or more, you know, maybe four or five or six of them. So if you have an interest in that, there's your group right there. There's your cell group. You can just go and, you know, sit down with them and talk shop. So there's that kind of thing. We have uh, you know, different lounges set up around the environment. So there's a Peer Connect lounge, and we actually use a, a digital wall there so that people can submit ideas and uh, kind of in an unconference style. And then other people can, you know, vote on those ideas and say, yeah, I'm interested. So then they say, okay, well, we're going to meet, you know, at this location at such and such time. So they kind of find each other. So, you know, the, the peer-to-peer thing is huge because it's how these ideas get vetted and people have a chance to uh, either commiserate or brag or whatever it might be that they're, they're doing. But people definitely want to hear from each other, and we try to create the opportunities for that to happen. Chris, thank you very much. Absolutely happy to do it. Thanks. Gartner Research Vice President and Distinguished Analyst Chris Howard heads up the research agenda for Gartner Symposium IT Expo. So get ready to lead 360 and drive digital to the core by joining us in Orlando in October 
or at one of the other six stops on this year's Symposium IT Expo Tour. Symposium locations and a wealth of information about the events can be found on the Symposium page of Gartner.com. Or you can reach out to your Gartner account executive. For ThinkCast, I'm Scott Smith. Thank you for listening. Gartner is an impartial, independent analyst of the information technology industry. All content provided by other enterprises is expressly the views of those enterprises and the speakers. The information should not be construed as a Gartner endorsement of said enterprise's products or services. Thank you for listening to this latest installment of ThinkCast from Gartner. We hope it gets you thinking about new ways to approach your IT and business concerns. And don't forget to check out the Gartner webinars at gartner.com webinars. Or look for more of our ThinkCast podcast at gartner.com podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to Gartner ThinkCast on iTunes so you don't miss an episode. Thank you.